My name is Nathan Konofsky, and I'll be reading Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, written by Judy Barrett. We were all sitting around the big kitchen table. It was Saturday morning, pancake morning. Mom was squeezing oranges for juice. Henry and I were be- betting on how many pancakes we could eat. And Grandpa was doing the flipping. Seconds later, something flew through the air, heading towards the kitchen ceiling, and landed right on Henry. After, re- after we realized that the flying object was only a pancake, we all laughed, even Grandpa. Breakfast continued quite uneventfully. All the other pancakes landed in the pan, and all of them were eaten, even the one that landed on Henry. That night, touched off the pancake incident at breakfast, Grandpa told us the best tall tale bedtime story he'd ever told. Across an ocean, over, over lots of huge, bumpy mountains, across three hot deserts and one smaller ocean. There lay the tiny town of Chanswold, Chanswold Hollow. In most ways, it was very much like any other tiny town. It had a main street lined with stores, houses with trees, and gardens around them. A schoolhouse, about 300 people, and some assorted cats and dogs. There were no food stores in the town of Chanswold. They didn't need any. The sky supplied all the food they could possibly want. The only thing that was really different about Chihuahua's wallow was its weather. It came three times a day at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Everything that everyone ever ate came from the sky. Whatever the weather served, that was what they ate. But it never rained rain, never rained snow, never just blew, just wind. It rained things like soup and juice. It snowed mashed potatoes and green peas. Sometimes the wind blew and storms of hamburgers. People could watch the weather report on television in the morning. They would even hear a prediction for the next day's food. When the, town, when the townspeople went outside, they carried their plates, cups, glasses, forks, knives, spoons, and napkins with them. That way, they would always be prepared for any kind of weather. If there were leftovers, and there usually were, people took them home, put them in the refrigerator in case they got hungry between meals. The menu varied. By the time they woke up in the morning, breakfast was coming down. After a brief shower of orange juice, low clouds of sunny set of eggs, moved in, followed by pieces of toast, butter, and jelly sprinkled down for the toast. Most of the time, it rained milk, milk after, afterwards. For lunch one day, frankfurters already in their rolls blew in from the northwest at about five miles an hour. There were mustard clouds nearby. Then, the, shifts, the wind shifted to the east and brought in baked beans. A drizzle of soda finished off the meal. Dinner one night consisted of lamb chops, becoming heavy at times, with occasional ketchup. Periods of peas and baked potatoes were, f- were followed by the gradual clearing, with a wonderful jello setting in the west. The sanitation department of Ch- Chanswall had a rather unusual job for its sanitation department. It had to remove the food that fell in the houses, and sidewalks, and lawns. The workers cleaned things up after every meal and fed all the dogs and cats. Then, they emptied some of it into the surroundings, surrounding oceans for the fish and turtles and whales to eat. The rest of the food was put back into the earth so that the soil would be richer for the people's flower gardens. Life for the townspeople was delicious, until the weather took a turn for the worst. One day, there was nothing but gorgonzola cheese all day long. The next day, there was broccoli all overcooked. The next day, there were Brussels sprouts and peanut butter with mayonnaise. Another day, there was pea, pea soup fog. No one could see they were going. They could barely find the rest of the meal that got stuck in the fog. 
Food became larger and larger, so were the portions. People were getting frightened. Violent storms blew up frequently. Awful things were happening. One Tuesday, there was a, there was a hurricane of bread, of bread and rolls all day long and into the night. There were soft rolls and hard rolls, some with seeds and some without. There was white bread, rye, and whole wheat toast. Most of it was larger than they had ever seen before, seen bread and rolls before. It was a terrible day. Everyone had to stay indoors, roofs were damaged, and the sanitation department was beside itself. The mess took the workers four days to clean up, and the sea was full of floating rolls. To help out, the people piled up as much bread as they could in their backyards. The birds picked at it a bit, but it just stayed there and got staler and staler. There was a storm of pancakes one morning, and a downpour of maple syrup. They nearly flooded the town. A huge pancake covered the school. No one could, could get it off because of its weight, so they had to close the school. Lunch one day brought 15, in, brought 15 inch drifts of cream cheese and jelly sandwiches. Everyone ate themselves. Sick and the, sick and the day ended with a stomach ache. There was an awful salt and pepper wind, accompanied by, even, by an even worse tomato tornado. People were sneezing themselves silly and running to avoid the, the tomatoes. The town was a mess. There were seeds and pulp everywhere. The, sanita the sanitation department gave up. The job was just too big. Everyone feared for their lives. They couldn't go outside most of the time. Many houses had been badly damaged by giant meatballs. Stores were boarded up and there was no more school for the children. So, so a decision was made to abandon the town of, Ch of Chowanswallow. It was a matter of survival. The people... People glued together the giant piece of stale bread sandwich, sandwich style with peanut butter, took the absolute necessities with them, and set sail on their rafts for a new land. After being afloat for a week, they finally reached a small coastal town, which welcomed them. The bread had held up surprisingly well, well enough for them to build temporarily houses of themselves for it. The children began school again, and adults all tried to find places for themselves in the new land. The biggest challenge they had to make was getting used to buying food at the supermarket. They found it odd that the food was kept on shelves, packed in boxes, cans, and bottles. Meat had to be cooked. Was kept in meat that, that had to be cooked was kept in large refrigerators. Nothing came down from the sky except rain and snow. Clouds above their heads were not made of fried egg. No one ever got hit by the hamburger again, and nobody dared to go back to Wanswallow to find out what had happened to it. They were too afraid. Henry and I were awake until the very end of Grandpa's story. I remember his good night's kiss. The next morning, we woke up to see snow falling outside our window. We ran downstairs for breakfast and ate it, a little faster than usual, so we could go sledding with Grandpa. It's funny, but even as we were sliding down the hill, we thought we saw a giant pat of butter at the top. We could almost smell mashed potatoes. The end. And that was Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs by Judy Barrett. Thank you for listening to my podcast.